Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy, a fantasy football podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, co-co-hosts, MJ with The Fun Train and Scotty Boy. How are we doing tonight, gentlemen? Doing good on this hump day. Hump day, baby. Hump day. The the end of the week is rounding the corner, uh, literally. And uh, we can't wait for more football to be coming our way. Um, So to start our episode today, our icebreaker is going to be another draft, this time focused around peanut butter. Luckily, we did a randomizer, actually, and uh, I luckily got the 101. Uh, Steven, what was the rest of the uh, order? Was it you, then Scott? Uh, Yes, you... Myself and then Scott doing the third round reversal. Third and and why are we doing peanut butter, Stephen? Because it is National Peanut Butter Lovers Month, of course, as we all definitely knew before this week. Oh, and I am a I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big peanut butter lover. Big PB guy. Oh, big PB guy. And um, just so Scott will be a little bit more creative, I'm picking at the 101 all. Reese's products. Damn. All wow. of them. What a pick. I mean, MJ, I mean, great pick, but I do feel like you letting me take peanut butter in the number two spot was the biggest value that we've ever had in the draft. So I am taking peanut butter in the PP draft. <laughs> Listen, I, I know I'd love peanut butter too, but I am, if there's one thing I'd be more addicted to it's just reese's cups man yeah, reese's did, pieces a lot of great options taking reese's off yeah the great pick right. as well i've got two good ones back to back uh the first one is going to be peanut butter whiskey um specifically the screwball brand if you have not had it before it is delish it goes really good in mudslides uh too if you're looking for a little adult dessert beverage mm. um and uh, at the 2.01, I'm going to go with a classic here and say peanut butter and jelly, like the classic sandwich. Oh, that is a really good pick, Scott. Um, and that makes my decision difficult, even though I wasn't even thinking about specifically the sandwich. You know, just because I'm, I'm running out of ideas, maybe a, maybe an over overdraft um but i'm gonna take uh peanut butter jelly time the song (laughs) two spot well played (laughs) um listen this one is kind of a sleeper here okay for pretty good reason um peanut oh shoot that's not peanut butter but listen peanut butter cookies Mm. peanut butter cookies on my list um Love them to death, and I could just engorge on them. I was definitely on my list too. Uh, I'm I'm taking a 3.01 here with a th- third round reversal. Um, and MJ took. Wait, 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 cookie. MJ, what do you mean MJ is going again? And then it's my turn. We, right? I, I thought we we're doing a third round reversal here. Yeah, we do. Were we doing? Yeah. Oh, huh? oh, you're right. I forgot about that. Oh, you're good, baby. Anyways. Um, I peanut butter cookies were on my list. I also had um, chocolate chip peanut butter cookies, which are a little bit different, but I'm just going <sighs> to differentiate from cookies and uh, do chip like, like chocolate chips, 
but the peanut butter version. Um, it can be found in trail mix. It can be found in granola bars. Um, you can also just buy peanut butter chips and just eat them um, like chocolate mm. chips. It's a solid, it's a solid pick. I feel like you could have gone a uh, peanut butter waffle at waffle house, which uses those peanut butter chips, which is a good one. Um, I'm going to go. That's not your pick though. Right. Not, not the pick. I'm going to go with a, uh, I'm going to go with Tagalongs, the Girl Scout cookie, which mm. not necessarily my favorite, but they're, uh, got to be a kind of just a pretty easy crowd pleaser. So give me Tagalongs. Oh, and listen, actually the peanut butter, uh, chip waffles, actually honorable mention for me. Um, but peanut butter pie mm. and oh my gosh, if you love peanut butter, <laughs> And just uh, it's just magical slices of goodness. So pretty good draft. Um, wonderful peanut items. Um, and if you have a nut allergy, I'm so sorry for you. Um, yeah, MJ and I were talking pre-podcasts. Uh, I'm pretty sure a peanut allergy has got to be the worst allergy you can have. Like, uh, really sorry if you have a peanut allergy. Yeah, um, great draft, you guys. We'll go ahead and move on to our um, week nine uh recap here okay we got some great games to recap over and we're gonna end um this segment with a pretty good discussion so first game up is going to be the vikings versus the falcons the vikings pulling out the w 31 to 28 the big story of this game is joshua dobbs coming in for the injured jaron hall um josh Dobbs, who i don't even think logged a single practice correct me if i'm wrong um and of course just had a chance to go over the playbook he was actually actually taking um snaps with the center with the actual the entire offensive line prior to going in practicing cadence with them um which just tells you how unprepared he was for this moment and man how he came up to the challenge uh 158 yards two touchdowns uh and then also seven for 66 and one touchdown uh incredibly crazy day for this guy who actually led the game-winning drive uh tj hawkinson going seven for 69 alexander alexander madison 49 two for 49 one touchdown and brandon powell two for 15 catching the game-winning touchdown uh, falcon side tyler heineke we got his uh first official start looking like some heineke stats i mean 268 one touchdown one int um Sadly, Bajan Robinson only 11 carries, 51 yards, no touchdowns, no red zone carries. Um, Tyler Algier getting that red zone carry, um, going 12 for 39. Janu Smith getting the long 60-yard touchdown here, 5 for 100 in a tutty. Um, and really, that was it for the Falcons. Um, at this point, Scott, are you still happy? at what you traded Joshua Dobbs for, or, think, or do you think you could have squeaked out a second for him at this point? Uh, in the league where I traded him for a third straight up, um, yeah, I probably could have traded him for more. Still, you know, happy with that. You know, I picked him yeah. up for free off the waiver wire and ended up with a third. Um, and I still have three quarterbacks that I'm playing ahead of him in that league. Uh, in the capital, league, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the league where I did trade him and McBride for a second, um, I just lost Daniel Jones, and so now I don't have a third quarterback and kind of wishing I did still have Dobbs, but 
you know, getting, getting a second from him, I think is still pretty good value. You know, I, I don't see him having value beyond this year. Yeah. And, uh, I think, uh, one of the bigger questions here is, um, how big of an offense do you think, or how productive of an offense do you think Josh Dobbs can operate here with, uh, Justin Jefferson coming back, Jordan Addison, of course, having the breakout campaign he was, I mean, do you think he could, I don't know, uh, be a quarterback, high end quarterback too, I guess. Or those two lofty expectations. No, I, th- I think that's a realistic expectation, especially with Justin Jefferson coming back. Um, yeah, the Vikings have shown they could be a really good offense. Uh, we definitely thought that Kirk Cousins being out for the year was going to hurt a lot of their those players' values. Um, but if we continue to see what Josh Dobbs did without a single practice this past Sunday, I think uh, there's good things ahead for these Vikings players and their fantasy values. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I guess I also had to ask you, Scott, about as a, as a resident Bajan Robinson owner. Uh, I mean, I know we talk week and week out about how bad a coach Arthur Smith is. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Go on, uh, go on. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know where to start with Arthur Smith. I'm pretty sure uh, when the Falcons interviewed him, the question was, how are you going to win football games for us? And his answer was, I can't tell you how I'm going to win football games, but I can definitely tell you how I'm going to lose them. And that's by not getting the ball to my studs. Um, it's extremely frustrating as a Bijan owner, just seeing him lose touches to inferior players. Um and yeah, I think ultimately Arthur Smith's going to lose his job, whether it's next week or the end of the season. Um, if he doesn't start feeding Drake London and B. John Robinson, uh, his head's going to roll. Well, you know, he, he, do you happen, either of you happen to know who his father is? Sure do. Other than the founder of Federal Express. Correct. So you, you tell me, Scott, how he got that job. Um, looking forward to yeah, hopefully more productive. Yeah, I was a pilot. Games. That's how I got that <laughs> Looking forward to uh, some more productive games from these highly drafted players, okay? Um, our next game we're covering is uh, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Buffalo Bills. Cincinnati pulling out this dub 24-18. to 18. Joe Burrow um, continues his tear. I mean, looking like the Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, we know and love. Um, 348 yards, two touchdowns, uh, Joe Mixon getting forward, 14 carries, 37 yards and one touchdown T Higgy, T Higgy Higgs, finally providing some output this week, eight for 110, no touchdowns. Um, Jamar chase, a quiet four for 41, eight targets though. Um, on Buffalo side, Josh Allen, 258, one touchdown, one INT. Uh, he also got a rushing touchdown, eight carries, 44 yards. Um, and Stefan Diggs, uh, six for 86, one touchdown. And Dalton Kincaid, um, love the guy, 10 for 81, no touchdowns here. Um, Steven, I always love asking these questions after these rookies who I had proudly touted in front of you, who you just shit on for good reason. For a good reason, baby. How does Galton Kincaid stand in, I guess, your dan- dynasty rankings after t- 
merely two games with Doxa knocked out? Probably, I'll give him top seven. Yeah. Top seven easily. Um, let's see, we got Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Laporta. And then I think there's a. There's kind of a gray area right there where you might yeah, yeah. we got Kittle who's on the older side. Dalton Schultz, I think, is gonna have if if they Texans sign him, he's gonna be a guy with CJ Stroud. Um, okay, yes, Schultz so popped off. Obviously, I, I do have him on a team, so I'm also speaking that into existence. But um I think uh Evan Ingram, uh still mm-hmm. uh, I I think he's probably Trevor Lawrence's two-ish two and a half guy so still a lot of room there all that to say i think i think kincaid um he he he, he you know i love the eye test as much oh, as i yeah. hate rookies he did pass the eye test um and he looked really good he was a trooper i think he felt like he got banged up one play and he just like ran back on the field immediately i think it was a um hurry up i don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that play but he looked like he was limping. Immediately got back in, and then immediately went back in. Yes, I think he got he got the catch right after that. So yes, anyways, he seems like a dog, as uh, as Pat McAfee would say, and uh, and yeah, I, I would give him top seven in dynasty right now. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, I mean, Scott, you you held in there, man, and you kept him. I'm very yeah, proud of you. I had I, to. I, Felt like if I would say top seven in dynasty, I would be biased, you know, because I have him in two dynasty leagues, um, and I hundred percent agree. I think top seven is is a, a very excellent uh, value for Dalton Kincaid right now. Um, he's kind of turned into, you know, I guess as a guy who drafted him in two dynasties, what we hope for for him to be Josh Allen's number two behind Diggs. That sure seems like what it is based off these past two weeks. Hey, uh, and I, I hope all this does is continue to build your, both of your confidence in uh, how I grade my rookies. No, probably not. <laughs> all right, for, for sure. Uh, for our listeners out there, MJ more than anybody else I know does a super deep dive into rookies and rookie drafts and values. Um, and uh, Listen, we might not have said it on the podcast, but MJ was high on Kincaid, high on Laporta, high on A-Chan, like all these players that are now becoming at least fantasy football household names. like Fantasy relevant. That's what I look for. Yeah, MJ was talking about them like six, seven months ago before anybody knew who they were. So I'd say say Laporta over anyone else is probably the most, I'll give the most props for just because, yeah, that, again, I, I would never have given a, tight end that much working tight in that much credit and he's definitely a guy i appreciate it gentlemen and i'll be providing that more uh as the season comes to sort of a close so can't wait you guys um this last game i can't wait to talk about houston texans versus the tampa bay buccaneers houston pulling out this dub 39 37 with cj stroud who we have been talking about uh prior to the the episode um today um setting a rookie uh yardage record here 470 yards 470 five touchdowns no ints boy oh boy um nothing remarkable on Houston's rushing side but the receiving side Noah Brown 6 for 153 one touchdown 
Dalton Schultz, 10 for 130, one touchdown. Tank Dell, 6 for 114, two touchdowns. Nico Collins, 3 for 54, one touchdown. Uh, Buckside, they thought they thought they had eked out a victory here. Baker Mayfield, uh, 265, two touchdowns. Rashad White, 73 yards, two touchdowns. And Cade Otten here um, going 6 for 70, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, 4 for 87 as well. Uh, the big topic here, gentlemen, is definitely CJ CJ Stroud. Who, um, Stephen, were you saying absolutely in the top twelve? Um, was that top yeah. ten? Uh, I, I think my 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 just without looking at who's in the twelve right now, I, I feel like he he feels like he's in the the ten to twelve range for for dynasty. Uh-huh. Um, but but I mean maybe maybe that is. A little maybe he deserved more closer to like the eight to ten range uh, again Ooh. he had a huge huge game i don't want to overblow it he's been uh, only don't want to spoil our next segment actually yeah i'm not going to spoil our next segment but um <laughs> he is he is being a very accurate passer um and uh i think he's got a lot of potential so i, I think safely in the top 12 dynasty he's well, currently number eight on the year and what's your fantasy scoring yeah and seven. Uh, I I have uh, I know you don't like KTC, but it is crowdsource. He is currently ranked as QB one two three four five six seven. Look at that! See? What a consensus! So crazy that you even took a chance on him at the place you did in the startup draft, and I'm happy it's paying out for you, man. That's crazy um scott do you have the same regards for him i mean i mean i know he's been already setting records to start i mean we have so many record setters coming out of the award works from college and he was a high pick of course but is this anything that you expected out of shroud uh definitely not of the big three quarterbacks coming out um i thought he'd be three of three um you know obviously anthony richardson had the injury so who knows what that season would have looked like um Bryce Young just doesn't look like the guy that everybody was kind of expecting. Um, and I think me uh, and, you know, probably others too, just kind of doubt on him for being an Ohio State quarterback and and knowing that, you know, mm-hmm. outside of Justin Fields, uh, they haven't really translated well in the NFL. Uh, but I think CJ Stroud, um, you know, in addition to Justin Fields, is kind of changing that narrative now. Um yeah, I'm the guy that drafted Daniel Jones over CJ Stroud and Superflex. I think it was like four or five picks before Steven. Um, and at the time, Steven was like, uh, I guess I got to take a rookie because there's not very many other guys here at this this point. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm now to my IR for the rest of the season um, after you know not looking so great on a really bad Giants offense. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully... DJ gets a chance here in the future once he gets healthy and hopefully that line gets fixed. You know what I'm saying? Um, so great recap gentlemen. Um, we'll go ahead and scoot on boot to bumble rumble fun train. I think you're spicing things up a bit for us, aren't you? Yeah, let's get to it. I'm going to do instead of our, uh, our normal ASL, uh, just age and location, bumble rumble, we're going to go with stats. So going to give you, um, you know, whether it's quarterback, wide receiver, 
uh, running back, um, give you yards, touchdowns, et cetera, and then you just tell me which of the two you want to swipe on based off of those stats. So uh, first we'll go with a couple of quarterbacks. We got quarterback A, 2,471 passing yards and 157 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And then quarterback B, 1935 passing yards. Again, A was 2471, uh, 216 rushing yards. A was 157, nine touchdowns. A was 14, four interceptions. A was nine. Um, give me a, I'm pretty confident. I know who a is. Mm. So kind of the, the summary is, um, you know, a little more actually, I mean, quite a bit more passing yards, um, could be due to a bye week Not, not totally sure. Um, less rushing yards, more touchdowns, more interceptions was kind of our, our first guy versus the second guy. Yeah. Give me B just for the sake of. So I think A is Josh Allen. Um, he surprisingly has had a lot of picks this year, um, but those touchdown and yardage numbers and the rushing numbers sound like him as well. Um, B, what, what was B's rushing and touchdowns? Uh, 216 rushing, nine touchdowns. And also, I, I guess these uh, touchdowns are passing touchdowns specifically. Ooh. Uh, mm. <laughs> and maybe it's Jalen Hurts. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Jalen Hurts has more than four picks this year. Um, dang, that's MJ. Do you have an idea who B is? Yeah, Jalen Hurts has more than four. Dude, it's yeah. What's is it Herbert? Name? No, Herbert doesn't have that much rushing. You got you got you got you got to choose the, who you swiping on. Uh, a. a quarterback A. A is Washington Commander Sam Howell compared to Jacksonville Jaguar Trevor Lawrence. Wow. Ah, now what I was thinking, I thought for sure A was Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I regret my Good pick one. a little bit. But but Howell's been, been Howell's been money, man. This year yeah. For, shout for out fantasy. Shout out Commissioner Dave, baby. All right, let's do a couple wide receivers. Uh, quarterback, sorry, wide receiver A, uh, 64 receptions on 96 targets. Wide receiver B, 57 receptions on 72 targets. A, 827 yards, two touchdowns. B, 824 yards, three touchdowns. Mm. Uh, give me player B. Uh, just because of uh, of more efficiency. Okay. By the yeah, I was thinking B two. Can you can you read A's um, efficiency stats one more time? Sixty four on ninety six versus fifty seven on seventy two. Mm. You said two touchdowns to three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm taking B as well. Uh, it might. I mean, it might be a bait because I mean, you want more targets. Technically, I mean, 20, yeah, that, 24 that's more targets true, but... is more appealing, but I'm going with efficiency here. Oh, man. I I think I uh, I don't know if I have a good answer for who these ones are. Mr. Swipe. 
Yeah, give me give me B. All right, so y'all didn't take the target bait. A was Hakuna Nakua, so Puka Nakua. Uh, B, CD Lamb. Oh. So I'm sure y'all are both happy with that option. I, I, I should have said it. I was thinking Lamb, but I was like, he got two in one game. Is he only had three on the season? That's what threw me off. A um, couple running backs. Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> uh, we'll start going back. Um, let's go back to a couple of quarterbacks. Um, Thirty off a little bit. Um, all right, quarterback A, twenty-two seventy passing yards versus sixteen thirty passing yards for B. Seventy-eight rushing yards for A. Two hundred and one rushing yards for B. Fourteen touchdowns, fourteen passing touchdowns for A. Sixteen passing touchdowns for B. One interception for A. Four interceptions for B. So twenty-two seventy versus sixteen thirty passing yards. Seventy-eight versus two hundred one rushing yards. Fourteen versus sixteen passing touchdowns. One versus four interceptions. And we don't know how many rushing touchdowns. No. I'm going to take B. Player A. CJ Stroud. I mean, player A, right? Yeah, player A. CJ Stroud and. Um... Is it Hurts? Stroud and Hurts? Great guess on Stroud, MJ. So that was my my almost spoiler that I gave away with his extreme accuracy. It's not to get off on a tangent, but if you guys look at how many interceptions like some of these good quarterbacks have thrown this year, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, I think CJ Stroud's the only starting quarterback to my knowledge that has one interception. So anyways, he's killing it. Uh, B was Russell Wilson. So CJ Stroud versus big Russ. Wilson. Like I know I'm, that's the one thing I like one big thing I know about CJ's season is he's only got one interception, which blew my mind. Crazy. Got a couple of tight ends, 32 receptions on 53 targets versus 32 receptions on 43 targets. So 10 less targets for B. Uh, A, 389 yards versus B, 328 yards. A, one touchdown. B, three touchdowns. Oh. You say eight touchdowns to three touchdowns? One to three. I mean, so... Dude, I mean... This one's kind of tough. I'll swipe once again. I'll swipe on B just because of the weight. Although I think I know who B is, but uh, let me let me take Give me A. a. Um, you said one touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think that's Dalton Kincaid. Um, B. Ah, man, I don't know who B is. I have a feeling it's like Hunter Henry. A. Sir Kyle Pitts and B Jake Ferguson. Oh shit. Yeah. I immediately did vomit face when Steven said Kyle Pitts. I'd much rather have Ferguson. Um pretty happy about that. Cow- Cowboys, Cowboys by the side. Couple running backs. Um A 112 carries for 379 yards. B 103 carries for 517 yards. Um, three rushing touchdowns to one rushing touchdown. 
33 receptions to 28 receptions, 279 receiving yards, zero touchdowns to 197 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Hmm. Pretty balanced. Can, can you read the lines like this player stats and this player stats? I think yep. it's throwing me off going back and forth. So A, rushing, 112 carries for 379 yards and three touchdowns, receiving 33 receptions for 279 yards and zero touchdowns. B, 103 carries for 517 yards and one touchdown, receiving 28 receptions for 197 yards and two touchdowns. All right, I'll take B. Um, now, yeah, I'll let MJ pick, but I think I know who B is. Um, uh... 200 that means he's i'll play i'll take player a is is b camara b is for b john robinson versus a is rashad white Hmm. i'm happy with that um i'm happy with that too i'm away from the uh uh, arthur smith (laughs) um currently so i'll see how that continues to develop all right last but not least (laughs) Last but not least, receivers, um, 41 receptions on 59 targets for 534 yards and seven touchdowns versus 42 receptions on 77 targets for 440 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, has to be player A. Yeah, it has to be player A based on those stats, but I feel like we're about to get smacked with something crazy here. I don't think it'll be too too unhappy to, I, again I, I thought that you may go for targets um a was jordan addison versus b was hollywood brown hmm which still are probably right now you probably want to start hollywood brown i would think yeah i'd say for dynasty purposes i think i'm fine with the addison pick this yeah. year i think brown especially with kyler murray coming back and justin jefferson coming back i think uh addison's value is gonna go down brown's value is gonna go up i was just about to say coincidentally we were talking about uh josh Dobbs as two number one wide receivers back to back so that's fun and with that i will turn it over to scott all right i've got and on the clock for each of you guys, uh, any takers on who wants to go first? Fun train, please. I'll take it. All right. Um, Steven, you got 30 seconds on the clock. And I guess this is kind of a close transition from your last segment because we're talking about Rashad White, who you own in What's Your Fantasy? Uh, or you're the manager of. Um, so he had the game of his life this past weekend, scoring 25.9 fantasy points and has now had three weeks in a row with double-digit fantasy points. He currently sits as running back 17 on the year. What is his ceiling finish, and what is his floor finish? I'd say ceiling finish. Um, quickly looking at, let's see, 98 points. I mean, it's pretty close. Uh, I would say his ceiling finish is, is running back 12, so I think he could finish back-end RB1. Um, I think his floor is, I would say, probably a mid-running back two. I'll say like 21 would be his floor. So I, I think he's pro- he's probably in a nice spot right now. Okay. Uh, 
Cool. Yeah, that's a pretty small window. I thought maybe it might be a little bit bigger than that, but um, no, I think that's fair based on what we've seen so far, especially these last three weeks. Um, yeah, I, I, as as the uh, Rashad White owner, um, is he a set and forget for you at this point right now? No, but that's because I have Kenneth Walker and Joe Mixon, who I think still would trust as having a better floor on a week-to-week basis. Um, so I think if I didn't have two, in my opinion, top 12 running backs, then yes, he would be, uh, he's, he's, I would say he's a, he's a confident top 15 running back right now. So I think unless you have two top 15 running backs and he is, he should be a set it, forget it for most people. That's the right. That's cool. That's fair. Uh, MJ, we are also talking about a running back that you manage in what's your fantasy um and that is david montgomery oh, who man. returned to practice this week and is expected to play against the chargers uh with jameer gibbs playing as well as he did in monty's absence what do you expect this backfield to look like now um and this is kind of just follow-on questions to that main question um will it be a full-on running back by committee split down the middle or will there be a clear 1a and 1b and this is kind of a second question. Who gets the goal line carries? Okay. So easy. I've, I actually follow this a lot because um, I have shares of both these players and I'm actually extremely excited for what's going to happen. I think it is going to be a one, a one B. I think it's going to be more likely a 60, 40 split. And I do believe Montgomery is going to get goal line carries. Now I start to worry about, Oh, shoot. Coming out of time. Uh, about, uh, I'm not sure about third down and important downs. Um, and what was the second question? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, who, who was going to get the ball on carries? You said Monty. But, um, and so you said a 60, 40 split, 60 Monty, 40 Gibbs. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I uh, really think that's what they're going to do just because I really think David Montgomery runs the style of rushing football that the lions like. And I think that's a difference. And I think Swift can uh, not Swift. My bad. Gibbs can be a great change of pace back for that for that team. So since you do uh, manage these players, not in the same league, but across multiple leagues, um, are they both confident starts every week? Or yeah, it listen. It's one of those uh, offenses you just want a piece of, baby. Cause yeah, it, it really is. You're like you're qu- quoting somebody there. Yeah, hey, you know it. Um, just like Miami, I mean, just like, uh, I mean, what other offense is popping up? It's just you need a Eagles. piece of this offense right now. Eagles, yeah, Eagles offense. Yeah, every cog in that machine is is moving right now, and you just need to get a piece of it. Would you start them both over Rashad White? Um. Yes. But we're probably talking probably plus or minus. But not. I mean, Todd White is starting to get starting to get better and better and better as the season progresses. So I'm high on White. Actually, I love Rashad White. Cool. Cool. Uh, Yeah. No. Great. Great answer. There's those questions out there, and uh, yeah, you heard it here. If you got White, Gibbs, or Montgomery, I think you should be starting them. You know, on a week to week basis, unless you're in a situation like Stephen, where you just have guys that are actually better than than those guys we mentioned 
Uh, but with that, we're gonna move over to uh, MJ for MFK. Oh yeah, baby. Um, so I'm I continuing. I love oldies but goodies, man. Oldies but goodies. I think we love bringing up older players, and I, I feel like we have mentioned these players already. Um, I just love the amount of times that Scott mentions vultures um, or players vulturing uh, touchdowns from the alphas per se. There's so many vultures out there. But I didn't do entirely complete vultures. Actually, I had to throw Adam Thielen in there. Mike Evans. So, all right, all right. Adam Thielen was the ultimate vulture. He is no longer a vulture. He's <laughs> he's he's the wide receiver one. No, no one's Ryan. agreeing with you. He was not. He was not. He was not yes. a vulture. He was. He was the ultimate Justin Jefferson vulture. Because uh, Jefferson would get all the yards, and then Thielen would cherry pick the touchdowns and uh-huh. the drive. Yes, hundred percent. Addison, Addison is actually in that same position right now. So, um, but Addison's getting those giant deep balls. Though. I mean, he's he's earning it. He's not just like letting Jefferson do the work. <laughs> well, he did have that crazy catch, like ripping out of the the safety's hands. Crazy. Um, Mike Evans and Keenan Allen, and this I thought it may favor the Keenan Allen side, but let's make it half PPR. So it's not too extravagant. Going after my heart. I know. Guys. I know I am. Um, yeah, I gotta go Kiki as my uh as my Mary. Okay. He's, he's been the most consistent um dominating targets on the team. I think a little less uh bust potential than than Mike Evans. Um, but with that taking Mike Evans as my friend with bench fits and Got a got a K all Adam Thielen. He's also doing great. Two for two. Uh and I mean, if nothing else, it comes down to the offense. Is the Chargers offense better than the Bucks offense, better than the Panthers offense? Um, and those are the top guys in each of those offenses. Uh, but yeah, Allen is having one of the best seasons he's ever had. Um Evans hasn't looked like he's lost a, a B even with uh uh, Baker Mayfield, who seems to be having a renaissance of his own. Um, and then, yeah, Adam Thielen uh, looks like he's found a home or he's the guy. Yeah, three for three, you guys. Now, I I am just on the edge for Evans Thielen. I really think that can be flipped. Now, the only thing is, like, if if I know anything, it's that Mike Evans will be for sure getting those deep balls, and Adam Thielen is going to be more so working towards the middle, short game, um, and just yeah, being after the targets. I think PPR might make a little difference. This PPR, yeah. I might take Thielen over Evans. Absolutely. I wanted to see if I could uh, taper your um, everyone's expectations on uh, on Kiki, but I mean he's just doing so well. So who'd like to go next? Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I also did three wide receivers, um, and I went super easy with this. These are the top three wide receivers on the year based on what's your fantasy scoring. Uh, number one, Tyreek Hill. Number two, AJ Brown. Number three, Stephon Diggs. Wow. Make order. Make it easy. Mary Tyreek, friends of Betchevitz, AJ, kill Stephon. Yeah, I'll have to take it in that order too. I think Hill, when he's on the field, I just, I'm going to miss him when he leaves. He is just the X factor. Um, and he's highly targeted there. And, I mean, I think when he's in the lineup, man, he's untouchable. I really do. Brown has been in a historic tear. Friends with bench fits that. 
Um, but I think Hill, he he was out to say he wanted to get how many reception yards? Was it 2,000? Like 2,000. And he's already me- like meeting that mark prior to last game. I don't know if he's still beating it, but crazy. Um, and Diggs as McHill, just too much quality in the first two. Yeah, not so fast. Uh, oh, I'm going to marry AJ Brown because he has been on a historic tear. Uh, he's now uh, outpaced Megatron. Um, sorry, excuse me. He, he tied the record with Megatron because this past week he didn't get back to 125. He got 66. But uh, just crazy tear that he's been on. Um, and to me, I think Tyreek has like that occasional 40 point game, but AJ Brown is more consistent, like 20 point per week kind of player. Um, I, I would say Brown is more the floor guy in my opinion. Um, Tyreek though, I'm not going to kill him. He's, he's going to marry. And I think Stefan Diggs just, he, he doesn't do what the other two do. Um, at least so far what we've seen and going back to the yardage, um, Tyreek is at 1076 on the year. Uh, and that's through nine weeks. Nine weeks. Um, so yeah, I mean, possible for him to hit that mark. Uh, but AJ Brown is right behind with a thousand and five already. Wow. He's, he's only 71 yards behind him. Um, and Green he only has more games over 20 points than AJ Brown has. But he's also had more games under 15, right? Uh, so AJ Brown, his first two games were under 15, Reek 12, 8, 8. So he's had three games under 15. But yeah, I mean, since, since week three, it's been a tear of AJ Brown. Like, I think the first couple of weeks, there was some Devontae Smith in there. The Eagles were just destroying and not really needing to pass a whole lot. But yeah, I mean, it's honestly a wash. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I think I take. Jalen Hurts over over Tua, but I guess it's also kind of for rushing upside from from Hurts, maybe not necessarily a better passer. Uh, it's close. I think just A.J. Brown, what we've seen the past few weeks, I'll take that over Tyreek. Yeah, excellent. Uh, fun train? Yeah, so the theme for this week is not going to be peanut butter. It's going to be National Redhead Day, which was Ooh. November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Um, so we're going to talk about Andy Dalton teammates over the past three years. We got a repeat, Adam Thielen, Chris Olave, and David Montgomery for this year specifically. Adam Thielen, Chris Olave, David Montgomery. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Um, what's your fantasy scoring? Half uh, yeah, I will take. Oof. All right, my 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 kill is Thielen. Um, I think I gotta marry Alave and French Bench Fitz Montgomery. But oh man, it's it's close. And honestly, I think this week when we see what happens between Montgomery and Gibbs, um, will give us more clarification on that too. I, I just think Gibbs takes more away from Monty than any other wide receiver takes away from Alave. Um. Yeah, listen, I'm going to get... That's kind of tough. Yeah. I think out of all three of these guys, 
this is actually a tough one for me. I'll have to go Olave, Mon Monty, and Thielen. Olave, Monty, Kill Over two. Oh, um, kill Monty, Monty, and friends of benefits. Adam Thielen. Damn. I don't don't trust. Uh, I mean, not that I can trust Bryce Young, but I just Derek Carr has not been consistent, and I don't think they know what they're doing in that offense. So hmm. um, I I don't get the Derek Carr hate. Like, where is this coming from? He's done what he's needed to do to to keep the Saints on top of the Southern. He is not the reason that they're barely above water. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not the guy. But uh, yeah, I feel like it, they they also have a lot more weapons in that offense. They got Kamara. They got Michael Thomas, Jawan Johnson, Taysom Hill. The Panthers have Adam Thielen. No one else has really been a consistent uh, playmaker. So. Um, going, going back to Derek Carr, since week five, so the last five weeks, he has consistently gotten over 15 fantasy points a week. I mean, that's a for a quarterback. Uh, not for Superflex, for your second quarterback. I think that's pretty nice, actually, for a second quarterback. Not when you have a fourth or fifth wide receiver who could also get that amount of points. I'm just saying, he's not he's not impressing anyone. He's he, I think he's doing... But he's not unimpressing people either. Like, like, where is this hate coming from? He's number nineteen on the year, right? That's clearly within quarterback two range. Bottom half of the NFL is the other way you could look at it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, uh, we're, we're, we're a fantasy football league, fantasy football podcast. Like, he is a quarterback two, which is a starter in superflex. Well, yeah, but well, also this was a conversation about Chris Olave, not about Derek Carr. Yeah, but then you went on the whole hating on Derek Carr train, and I like. He's I don't get that. Got a lot of weapons and he's not that good versus Bryce Young is not that good and he's got one weapon, so that's the argument. <laughs> I think he's adequately good. Like he's doing what he <laughs> no, used to no, do. There's no good argument for Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, testy, testy. Derek yeah. R hate and Derek. Uh, Leave I, us the comments. Who's yes. a Terry Carr fan out there? <laughs> who thinks he's uh, who thinks he's over the hump? Uh, I mean, if he if he doesn't make it as a quarterback, he's he's got a uh, he's got a job in place being uh, lead singer for Green Day. That's for sure. Yeah, what's his name? Billy Joel. Uh, Billy Joel. Joel Armstrong. Billy Joel Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they're 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 doppelgangers of each other. I swear they're twins. Um, with that, let's go over to Jukebox. Juke. Juke. All right, guys. Of course, for sticking to the redhead theme, who are we going to be talking about? Ron Weasley. The side bros. Uh, I'm going to go with multi-assuming Grammy winner platinum artist Ed Sheeran uh, oh. <laughs> versus uh, the character from Harry Potter or the guys who don't have a singing career. Um, so got a couple of Ed Sheeran songs. Um, first is the song Don't, which I think is from the... How do you... Is it, yeah, do you say X or multiple... Multiple. What? What? How do you multiply. say that? It's multiply. So they're all, you know, uh, yeah. mathematical 
symbols. Symbols. Yeah. So this is from Don't from Multiply. Um, he says, I gave her my time for two or three nights. Then I put it on pause until the moment was right. I went away for months until our paths crossed again. So who was a player you were initially really hopeful for? Put them on your bench or forgot about them, but you think of someone that you'll be able to put back in your lineup or come back again, closing out the season. Okay. And, and let me not injury related. Cause it's obviously a, a give me um, talking about just someone that, you know, talent skill or just production wise, you think like, you know, they were hot, maybe like they, they've cooled off a little bit, but you still got, you still got some hope and you'll, you'll come back to them. So I, before the injury, the easy answer for me would have been Daniel Jones because I thought there was still some hope left towards the end of the season. Um, you know, obviously he's on IR now. He's done for the season. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping next season he can he can be that guy for me. Um, but I'm I'm going to think on another one for you here. MJ, anyone you could think of? Liz, uh, well, I have one that I am actually very recently regretting. Dropping him. I well, like Khalil Shakir, and it doesn't necessarily apply. And I know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a, <yeah. laughs> are you kidding me, dude? He, he's been breaking out the past two games, and I mean, really showing out for the Buffalo Bills, which have been fading away from Gabe Davis and seeing a little bit more success. But I mean, I, I rested a bunch of players on my bench who, you know, like. Dalton Kincaid in a redraft, like, and what's your fantasy? I've had him. I mean, who's currently on pause? I guess who's currently on pause for you, but you're pretty confident you'll put him back in at some point. Well, if I'm being honest, the big player who has been on pause has been T. Higgins. Okay. Well, which, he, well yeah. I yeah. mean, he's been doing absolute crap. Yeah. In this yeah. middle of the se- this year. And that's a good call. Yeah, and timeout. Uh, that's a tough one, Stephen. Um, Scott. Yeah, I think I got a solid answer for you, um, Christian Watson. Yeah, obviously he started the season hurt, um, and uh, it just seems like he's not getting targeted enough. And uh, you know, I'm going to chalk that up to Jordan Love just being a very mid quarterback. Um, if you're going to hate on Derek Carr, I think. Jordan Love is similar boat, if not worse. Um, Do what? So 10 years younger though, but agreed. Sure, sure. So, I mean, for dynasty purposes, hopefully there's something, you know, more to be seen there. Um, But I think if they start feeding Christian Watson, maybe they'll start doing better in some of these games. Um, And I I felt like part of it is, is they still are trying to like make sure he's hundred percent healthy before they just go full tilt towards him but yeah he's sitting on my bench and i'm hoping he turns things around and can help me in the fantasy playoffs it's good good call good call um next song thinking out loud also from multiply i believe um also at sharon uh so he says and baby uh, not, i think i messed up these lyrics and baby something something <laughs> could still as hard could still fall as hard at 23. 
could still fall as hard at 23. Obviously, this is out of context, but we're just going to be talking about 23-year-old players. We've got quite a – actually, harder to find relevant 23-year-old players harder than you would think. There's a lot of 24-year-olds, and then we got some youngins that are like 21, uh, 22. 23 is the kind of some, some diamonds in the rough. Anyways, our list of players, Sam Howell, Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker III, Kyron Williams, Javante Williams, Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, Zay Flowers, Kyle Pitts, Trey McBride. So those are, so we got a couple quarterbacks, a few running backs, a few wide receivers, and a couple tight ends that I would say are, are pretty somewhat relevant in the fantasy realm. Here's the big question. Which of these players do you think are close to their fantasy peak as they currently stand and which are barely scratching their surface as 23 year olds. So again, we got Sam Howell, Brock Purdy, KW three, Kyron Williams, Javante Williams, Jamar chase, Chris Olave, Zay flowers, Kyle Pitts, Trey McBride. Uh, for um, like barely yeah, scratching the surface, easy Jamar chase, easy, easy, easy. I, I mean, 23, I, I, I keep on forgetting. He's like a child. Um, ton of years left and i he has tons of room to really blow up there chris olave for sure uh i i I do i am a Derek carr supporter i don't think but i don't think Derek. well i know for a fact Derek carr does not unlock olave's fullest potential um so definitely a lot of room to grow um kenneth walker my boy like come on He's still, I think that line gets healthy completely. I want to see where that goes. And uh, Scott, who, who, who do you kind of pull out there? Um, yeah. So the lyrics are, and darling, I will be loving you till we're 70 and baby, my heart can still <laughs> fall as hard as 23. Um, my heart I had here. I was like, I know this isn't right. It's <laughs> hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, not that Jamar chase will still be playing when I'm 70. Cause that'd be, a little more than 35 years from now, but hundred percent um, just scratching the surface of his potential. Um, as I mean, yes, I am the what's your fantasy Jamar chase owner, but like he has his whole career ahead of him. And I think it's only going to go up from here. Um, one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the league throw into him. They have chemistry that goes back to college. Yeah. Jamar chase hundred percent scratching the surface. Um, Kyron Williams. We were starting to see a breakout, season to beginning of the year. Uh, we'll see how he comes back from injury here uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I think still just kind of scratching the surface on him. I think Javante Williams, we are starting to see the peak. Um, I don't know how long he's going to last, uh, you know, after having the major knee injury last year. Um, I think maybe he's got another one, two solid good years left of production. Um, oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one that maybe we're trying to see some peaks already. Uh, I, Purdy, man. Listen, everybody's always been so high on Purdy. They've dropped three games in a row now. Uh, Debo's been out during those games, but that's pretty much been the only consistent weapon that he's been missing. And um, we've definitely seen chinks in the armor uh, you know, of the giant that is the San Francisco Niners, not San Francisco mm-hmm. Giants. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, man, I I don't want to say that Purdy is at his peak because he's so young, he's a quarterback, but like 
I don't know, man. I I want to see things be turned around this year. I'm definitely more worried than I already was. So, so heard n- neither on uh, on on Sam Howell. So, you guys think that he's just kind of comfortably in there? You don't think he's at his peak or scratching the surface? You think maybe he's just kind of going to be a guy going forward, like just a basic guy? Like, do you think he's got a true future in the NFL or do you think, think he's uh this is it? I think he is a solid Derek Carr type quarterback. That's going to be QB two in super flex leagues for his entire career. I don't think he's ever going to reach that QB one status. I think he's going to be right there in the number 12 to number 20 range for his career, which is basically where Derek Carr has been his entire career. Yeah, I see like a, I see a Baker Mayfield esque feel about him, um, and career wise as well. I, I can see that um, he might have a top ten year. I think if, but what brings doubt to that to me is you know that Washington kind of committed to the rebuild. You know, getting rid of both of their what defensive tackles, uh, defensive ends, um, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, so. I think if he gets an opportunity, he could have some bang years. Maybe maybe one top twelve year. Let me refine that. And um, yeah, mid to low range QB two. I think the rest of it. I, I don't know. I might be underselling him too. Uh, he's been doing well while leading the league in sacks. I mean, giving up sacks. So I mean, the kid can throw. So, but let's see what happens when the league starts actually you know, the defenses start assimilating to what he does. Yeah, I, I traded him preseason. Uh, I can't remember the entire trade, but essentially I got Bryce Young and I traded away uh, Sam Howe, and it's not looking good for me so far, halfway through this season at least. But it is dynasty. We'll see what happens. I think Bryce Young can turn it around. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm still definitely on the wait and see for uh, for Howell. Um but uh, but no, all good, all good points. I didn't hear anyone mention Zay Flowers. I I think I would throw him in the oh shoot, Zay was in there. Um, I think he's he's gonna be Lamar's guy. I don't think that they're I love Zay. I, I I mean I don't know if we can say anybody is Lamar's guy until Mark Andrews is gone, right? Like Mark Andrews is Lamar's guy and will be Lamar's guy. But that's only because no one else has built consistent trust in the past what four or five. That's. Years. That's fair, but I mean, if it comes down to the red zone, who's he going to target? You know, the 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 small, smaller. I say small, smaller wide receivers, a flowers, or the huge tight end, Mark Andrews. That's just a giant shining target in the end zone, right? Yeah, very interesting. I mean, this offense, though, in general, is passing more. So, uh, right now, the Ravens are. I mean, their defense is remaining healthy. Knock on wood. Yeah, com- um, compared to what we've seen in Baltimore as far as wide receivers go, we're like, what, the past half decade to decade? Yeah, I think Zay Flowers could be a guy. Yeah. Um, I-, I don't think he's ever going to scratch the wide receiver one tier at all. I think consistent wide receiver two in in fantasy. All right, well, with that, let's wrap it up with Fantasy Flash. This is – we're just going to call this Steven's segment now. Um because he's just crushing us. But uh, the week nine recap, Thursday night football, 
more targets, DeAndre Hopkins or Deontay Johnson, and it was 11 to 9. Steven got that one right. Uh, Sunday Night Football, uh, it was more fantasy points, Stephon Diggs or Jamar Chase, and it was 19.6 for Diggs to 6.1 for Chase. Steven and MJ got that one. Monday Night Football, more, uh, sorry, over under uh, two and a half passing touchdowns, and there were exactly zero passing touchdowns. Uh, which would be the under. So Steven and MJ also got that one right. Our current records, I um, am only getting worse at 9 and 18. MJ happily in the middle at 15 and 12. And Steven uh, with almost a four-week lead over me at 20 and 7. Um, That brings us to (laughs) the week 10 of Steven's segment. Thursday night football, Panthers versus Bears. More receiving yards. Adam Thielen or DJ Moore? DJ. Adam Thielen. I also picked Thielen. Sunday, we had the Browns versus the Ravens. Over under three total rushing touchdowns. Over. Yeah, I have to go with the over here. I picked the under. Uh, For Monday Night Football, Broncos versus Bills. More rushing yards, Javante Williams or James Cook? Oh, shit. This is uh, um, James Cook. Tough. Tough. You said Javante, Steven? Yeah. I also picked Cook. Um, but I think that one is going to be really close. Uh, but yeah, that is Fantasy Flash for Week 10. Sorry, Steven segment for Week 10. Uh, <laughs> back to you, MJ, to close us out. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, great segments today. Great content, as always. Um, big thank you to you both, first and foremost, for your time. And uh, of course, big thank you to all our listeners. Uh, just well, had a talk earlier made a trade with kenneth um kenneth who said he listens every week so listen man we appreciate your support and everyone who uh listens in and enjoys our podcast um thank you from the bottom of our hearts we're doing this for fun and we hope that we give you a little bit of insight and uh some solid advice going into you know week 10 of the fantasy year um yeah, and if you have anything to suggest, go ahead and reach out to us. We'd love to include your suggestion or have you on it uh, on the podcast as a guest. So, uh, fun train. What do you have to say? Love, uh, love hearing that we got people listening to the podcast still. Always <laughs> still. <laughs> got uh i gotta give uh one of my trainers danny a shout out um every week he's like listen to the episode and it, it brings me a lot of joy so shout out to danny um for listening and also telling other people to listen to our podcast appreciate that um and shout out to kenneth i think he uh he he recommended a segment that maybe we'll table for another time but it's uh i'm not biased with scotty side b um so i think uh Sounds like a hit. Also, also, AKA fantasy flash could be another way of uh, looking at that segment. Um, but, uh, 
again, we, we want recommendations, uh, serious or not. Um, and we want to bring people on. So hit us up and let's keep the ball rolling. Yeah. No, that sounds like a, another wonderful. Pretty much Scott's takes, right? Oh, um, Scott's. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll throw in a Scott's take segment here next week or so, but, uh, no, I, uh, I appreciate it. I, I know I'm, I'm biased when it comes to my players. I try not to be, um, but you know, it's definitely hard at times. Um, uh, but hard appreciate when they're the so good. it is hard when they're so good. Like, Hey, all four of my teams have winning records this year. You know, like, I'm, I'm doing mm-hmm. something right. Um, but, uh, no, I, I appreciate you guys appreciate the time and effort you put into these episodes. Um, and, and thank you to everybody that listens to them. We really do hope you enjoy them. Um, and, uh, yeah, just hope you keep listening and we'll see you next week. Yeah, you guys, um, that's what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.